Our guest in this episode is Gino Cabrera. Gino is the proprietor of Aviated Precision. Aviated has been a chapter supporter with Make-A-Wish Hudson Valley for about three years, but the relationship actually dates back to 2009, which we'll chat about today. That's a surprise for Gino, but he'll know why. Uh, Gino, welcome to the Wish House podcast, man. How are you? I am doing extremely well. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Uh, I'm really excited. Uh, that surprise, funny enough, it, I think we're going to be on the same page here because in thinking about doing the podcast, I kind of surprised myself. So let's see if we're on the same page for that 2009 curveball you're about to throw me. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's actually a great segue because, you know, I forgot about it. I knew about it when we first connected, but you actually were between 2009 and 2012. You were technically a fully fledged volunteer. Um, <laughs> share with our listeners a little bit about one, how did you first connect with us back in 2009? And then how did you reconnect with us again 10 years later in 2019? So 2009, funny story. Uh, this is much younger me. Um, I remember watching, and you're gonna, it's, you know, it shows that it works to really get yourselves out there. But I remember watching WWE as a young adult. Mm -hmm. And John Cena was or still could be one of your top celebrity wish grantors. And they always had these awesome Make-A-Wish videos of him meeting the Wish kids and Make-A-Wish uh, sponsored events and everything going on. And I just remember, like, I would love those videos. I'd go to an event live. I would see him in the arenas. I would see them on commercials. And I just started deep diving about you guys. And I fell in love with the organization. And I was like, hey, man, I'm not John Cena. But, <laughs> you know, I could still volunteer with, with Make-A-Wish. So... Because of that, I looked you guys up, found you guys near me, which was the Hudson Valley chapter, applied, got on board and everything. And I was super excited for it. And then unfortunately for me, just life got really, really busy because much younger, we didn't realize of everything that was going to be coming my way. But yeah, I, 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 that's how it was. It was just uh, watching WWE as a young adult. <laughs> What's interesting about that is that it's not a very uncommon thing. You know, when people want, are interested in volunteering with Make-A-Wish, Sometimes life throws them a curveball, as you said before, you know, and it does surprise us sometimes. And, you know, unfortunately, what their intentions are aren't fully realized because because of life and things that may come up, whether it's work, personal or otherwise. And so the fact that you had that experience and you share that with so many people locally here in the Hudson Valley and then fast forward it 10 years later where you're able to reconnect with us again. Not through John Cena this time, but through <laughs> one of your your coworkers, right? You've, you've uh -huh, connected uh -huh. with us. Yeah. So fast forward ten years later, um, Aviator Precision. Uh, basically, at you know when Aviator first started, there were three of us who owned Aviator Precision. Uh, myself and two amazing guys, Eric and Dave. Uh, and you know we were working on projects, we were enjoying it, and then you know Dave has always had this huge heart to want to give back to the community. And he was like, Hey guys, you know, how would you guys feel if we, you know, do something like do something to give back um, our services. And we were like, yeah, absolutely. Dave, let's do this. Like three days later, he goes, Hey guys, I got a meeting with make a wish. We're going to help them connect, get some wishes. And at that point in time, which is still something I would love to do down the line eventually is, you know, Dave had this idea of basically having for, you know, for wish kids who couldn't maybe leave a certain area and they wanted to visit somewhere where we would fly the drone somewhere, let them control it through VR goggles and let them see a certain area like that and experience it. Um, and when Dave said that to us, we were like, absolutely, Dave, we're on board. This is so cool. 
And, uh, you know, I know Dave met with you and then we met with you and basically the relationship took off from there. And now we've done, you know, a million things with you at this point. Absolutely. (laughs) And it's evolved as everything does, you know. Share with our listeners a little bit about what is Aviated Precision and what kind of services do you guys offer? So Aviated, uh, and, you know, and it's funny because people are so essentially Dave and Eric, who were the first founders of Aviated. Uh, they were on a couch one night and they were like, Hey, you know, I want to work for myself. I want to do something. What should we do? They had their own like nine to five jobs. They decided drones. We like drones. Okay. And they were, they were like really boy about it. And they were like, we like drones. Let's do drones. (laughs) Next thing you know, you know, they go through the classes, they get trained, they go through like all these different kinds of programs. Boom. Opens up aviated. Aviated started out as just a drone company where, you know, they were capturing media for different like construction companies, uh, you know, like live events and such. And then maybe about eight months into Aviated, um, they were looking for someone to help them expand a bit more because Eric was marketing, Dave was operations, but they needed someone to like really interact with the clients. And here I come in. And of course, on that same couch that Aviated was born was how I joined the company. I'm on that couch one night talking to Eric and he's like, hey, man, we need someone who can like interact with the clients more and get us, you know, like really like spread our wings a bit more. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Why not? Um, And that's how I kind of jumped in. And now for what we've evolved into is a media company that not just captures drone, but we capture ground stuff. We can go onto a farm and tell you where you need to plant your seeds. We can capture wishes like we do for you guys, weddings, live events. I mean, we really do it all now. And we've expanded or pivoted <laughs> <laughs> our company to really basically capture anything under the sun. We can capture data. We it's 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 uh it's still growing as we speak. So <laughs> yeah, well, that's one of the exciting things about working with you guys is that you're always coming in with with new and fresh perspectives on on how to capture content. You know, for us, our organization is all about content. Our wishes are what, you know, what we're all about. So having your perspective from, you know, from agriculture to construction to realty, you know, and having that background for you guys on your day-to-day, and then you bring all that experience to a wish, it kind of changes the entire game plan a lot of times of how we capture wishes, which for us, we're really proud and excited to partner with you guys for the past few years and look forward to many years in the future, because that's the that's how we're, we're growing with each other. I think that's one of the things we talked about a lot when we first met was that, hey, we're, we're figuring stuff out. And I'm like, hey, I'm figuring stuff out too. Let's work <laughs> and figure it out together. And, and we were, and we worked with each other, you know, and I think that's been one of the most uh, exciting things about our partnership is that we, you know, we have been able to grow and evolve as things have happened and will continue to grow and evolve in, in the future. But the reason why I wanted you to explain what Aviated Precision does is because the cool thing about it is that you guys, you know, when you guys first came to us, you wanted to work on wishes, right? That was initially the conversation. And, you know, the idea of, of, the idea of that was fantastic. But like anything else, wishes you know, that fit exactly what we need, sometimes aren't always in the pipeline and may not always, you know, come to fruition the way we envision it. So obviously I wanted to connect with you guys deeper. And I was like, let's, what's the next thing we got going on? And then we ended up having a wish that was for a wish kid. His name is David. And his wish was to have an adaptive ATV. I was just like, hey, can you guys capture some cool drone, you know, video of him on his ATV, you know, around the property of his home? Um, and we'll grab some pictures on our end just just for the for a scrapbook for the family. 
and we'll share that video with the family afterwards. And you guys were like, yeah, absolutely. So here comes Dave and, you know, with his uh, truck, you know, and his, uh, and he just had his dog there. And then he, it was just a, such a fun, fun day for, for David and his family. But obviously working with you guys made it a lot of fun too, because you guys were in the trenches with us, you know, it wasn't like you guys were coming from the outside and, you know, you, you guys were a certain way. It was like, you guys were of the people like, like us, you know, so, which, which was great. And we were able to work off of each other. And I think that's, evolved from david's wish and um and then it went on to our first ever live stream we ever had for an event which was also the first event kind of thing that you guys did with us share with our listeners a little bit about what happens there because i know a lot of you know they're the ones seeing it on the back end when it's being produced and pushed out through our social channels but you know share with our listeners a little bit about what it takes to kind of make a live stream stream happen because i mean i know what it takes and it was crazy right it's a lot of layers (laughs) Uh, but share with them kind of in a, you know, very elementary kind of way, you know, what it means to kind of run that type of show behind the scenes. Yeah. So before I even jump into that, I do want to let you know that you did remind me of that first wish that we captured for you guys. And a little behind the story to that, it was a memory just came back to me. It was about two in the morning, the day after we caught that wish. We obviously have all the, the footage and we're going through it to edit it and we're, you know, seeing what the best parts are. And myself, Dave, and Eric are just crying, crying while we're editing this footage. You know, here we are. We had done like construction stuff and live event stuff and nothing like that. And it was the most, the first most satisfying experience I actually had working on a project with Aviated. Uh, So it's what you know that that's how much you meant to us. And we kept on and kept on until we got it perfect because it was our first ever like thing with you guys. And it was something special. So just that memory came back of two in the morning of us working on it, but um, uh, live streaming. So live streaming, you know, people see the final product and like, Oh, that's cool. Good job. But there are so, I mean, you're talking about, you know, we had to interview different people. We have to, you know, make sure that, that they, you know, people, the funny thing is when you pull a camp, everyone's cool and everyone's nice to chat with and great conversation until you pull out a camera, then all of a sudden you pull out a camera and everyone's natural, cool personality goes away. And they're like, and you're like, hey, how's your day going? They're like, good. Day, good. <laughs> and you're like, oh, no, no, no. Pretend the camera's not here. They're like, okay. All right. You got it. You got it. Three, two, one. How's your day going? They're like, good, good. Really, really good. <laughs> and you're like, okay. I've, I've always said that eventually I'd like to get to the point where we could like almost hide the cameras and like put them in those pens and just talk with people because the right. interviews would come on. But like, you know, you have to worry about that. You have to worry about audio. Um, you know, sometimes people say the best things off camera and you're like, hey, can you repeat that? And then when they repeat it, then it sounds like they're reading something, um, you know, and it's just and then also the flow of things, you know, you have to think when you're being when you're on a video, you need to you know ask a question that leads to another but then you kind of have an idea in your head of, oh man, I didn't touch upon this. I want to go back to that. But it's funky to kind of jump around when they're being recorded because then it throws up and like scrambles them up and then you kind of mess up the interview. And then just the editing. The editing is, as you know, the most time consuming part. Yeah. I tell people all the time, you know, I whenever I'm not, I'm not married yet, but whenever that day does come, I am not going to argue or haggle about prices with my videographers or <laughs> photographers, because I'm like, you know what? I don't, I see them in front having fun and capturing stuff. And I, you don't see the hard work actually comes behind the scenes when everything's recorded and how to put that into a way that's linear and beautiful and something that the customer is going to enjoy. 
So that live stream that, what was it? Oh, 45 minutes, almost an hour or something like that. It was like a pre-show before the actual event. So mm-hmm. the pre-show was all of our guests arriving on our blue carpet and, and kind of pulling them to the side and, and, oh, yeah. and you know, having all that experience. So it was, it was a definitely a, uh, a learning experience for both for, for us, especially since it was our first one and you guys had done another one prior to that. Um, but it was, uh, it was definitely one of those things that we want to bring back for our next wish ball. And, you know, our hopes is that 2022 when it comes around and we are starting to schedule for our, uh, our wish ball, we'll be able to have another live stream. And, uh, <laughs> you, and you guys have that experience of our event, you know, under your belt already, even if it's a year removed since our last one. Um, but it's still one of those things that's, uh, that's exciting. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. one of those things that adds a little bit of flavor to the entire experience to our, for our guests that are in the room. It's definitely different. So um, that was our live stream. And then from there, we went to you guys, because uh, then the pandemic hit, right? A few months after that, we decided, hey, we have to have some sort of fundraiser during this period of time. And the first one we did was Stars at Home. But then the next one we did, which was really all us kind of figuring it out was our wish night our first ever wish night so we had you guys capture the stories of savannah wish kids savannah who had a wish to go to disney world and was actually the last wish we granted before the pandemic i believe she arrived home maybe a day or two yep. right as uh the travel was uh kind of bang- as, like on hold for yeah, indefinitely as, until whenever as soon as they got home i remember them they were just like whoa we just missed that <laughs> yeah it was wild and then you guys also interviewed wish kid tyler who had a wish to have a camper which was one of those very popular wishes we had granted during the pandemic so you guys were able to capture those two stories i remember you know sitting you know standing there right next to you as we were as we were interviewing both families and you're right i mean it's hard to not shed a tear and not get emotional hearing their stories and everything that they were going through um so how was it for you i mean were there any any surprises in hearing some of their both savannah's and or you know tyler's wishes just hearing it from that point of view you know it was uh i remember because we it was because we ended up capturing it uh you know during the pandemic it added this other layer of hey i i'm in your home yeah i'm in your personal space which was would have not been an issue before but now it is. So it was, and and they felt the same way, you know, like ev- everything was sort of like, Hey, is it okay if we do this? Hey, is it okay if we do this? I'm like, you can absolutely sit on your own couch. That's okay. <laughs> right. You know? Um, but, and then hearing the stories, you know, being delivered pr- by the actual people and not just on video was, you know, it, it, it floors you as aviated. We're used to capturing and, re- you know, and reshooting and saying, Hey, let's do that three times. But right. You don't a you don't want to do that. B, you can't really do that when someone's telling their life story. And because like there's emotion that they can't, you know, repeat. So right. like you, you sort of have this pressure to make sure that, you know, you capture everything perfectly, but also that you get engaged in the story. You know, you almost forget that you're recording. I'm sure that happens to you all the time. Yeah. It's a whole different sort of capturing. You know, it's yeah. it's it's. It's different. It's just, it's the most, I would say one of the most unique things that we capture, if not the most unique thing is aviated. You guys were able to do our 2019 walk for wishes, which was um, pretty exciting because it was the first time we would have a drone at FDR state park. And we just had our walk um, this past, uh, what was two weeks ago at this point, two Sundays ago. Um, So we missed one year in between, you know, with 2020, but 
between 2019 and 2021, you guys uh, captured both of those. We're very excited because we'll be sharing out to all of our participants the sizzle reel that you guys put together for the event, which is really exciting. So share with our listeners a little bit about capturing an outdoor event like that, because that's totally different than in someone's home or, you know, on a wish, we're just, just kind of like a fly on the wall capturing stuff. This is totally different when you're capturing this type of event outdoors, because there's a lot of factors that you can't control, right? Yes. Uh, first thing to say is a disclaimer for A-rated. We were allowed to be in a state park to do it for Make-A-Wish, in case the FAA is listening <laughs> and they're subscribers to your podcast. Um, and with that being said, uh, yeah, you know, it's it's so much different. I mean, you... Well, this year, for example, we'll use, you know, I know you guys had a, a major, unbelievable surprise of the local police department. They did a flyover with the helicopter. Um, and now when that happens, you need to be aware of what's above you and what's below you. Uh, so, you know, so that was something different for us. But even just when you're outside, you know, it's the same thing of like, uh, you know, you have to be aware of the environment while you're looking at the shot that you're taking. And it takes great skill and a lot of, possibly accidental crashes into a tree to learn how to do that. Um, you know, cause really you're, you're, you know, you're, you're throwing something in the air and there's trees and there's poles and there's electricity lines. And so you're, lo- you're kind of looking up while looking down and it's, it's, you know, I've said, I've been, I can now move each eye in a different direction because wow. uh, <laughs> when I'm outdoors you know, I'm looking down at the screen while looking up into the air, it, it's different. It's it, it just, uh, you know, it's, and then there's lots of rules and stuff you have to follow and keep, make sure that you're following. And again, it's one of the, it's almost like when people look at you, find a drone, they go, Oh yeah, my little baby cousin has a drone. They love it. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. But, uh, you, <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm like your baby cousin doesn't know the one out of the 986 laws that I need to make sure I'm following while recording. Um, you know, so it's, it's, it's a lot more difficult than people think. And everyone sees in, they're used to thinking a drone is a toy and it's like, we're trying to educate the public that it's not. So it's being outside event is it's fun when it's done, when it's, when it's on, it's very serious to have to be attend, pay attention to the drone essentially. And that's why we get professionals like you guys to do that type of work. And in a great example of that, where you were able to finesse it in a really confined space and. Um, and I'm remembering this now as I'm talking to you was one was actually what we're going to be what we're celebrating right now, which is the Macy's Believe campaign um, happens every holiday season. We just kicked it off on November 1st with our local Macy's uh, stores. And every year we would have the Nanuet School District that would come out with hundreds of kids to drop off letters at their local Macy stores. And you guys were able to capture that experience for us uh, in 2019 and have the drone over all the kids inside the mall. Um, we got all the clearances and all the okays yeah. from everyone we needed. Mm-hmm. Um, but that in itself, I mean, that that's why we hire someone like you guys to capture it because, you know, it couldn't be me there with a drone <laughs> over hundreds of kids, you know, that could be, you know, potentially very dangerous and, yeah. and stuff. So, you know, you guys do an amazing job. We're so thankful for the professionalism and expertise you guys bring to the table for all of our events. And, you know, we're so excited to be able to have this conversation with you to just kind of showcase some of the stuff that you guys do. Cause a lot of times people see the final result, like you said, the three minute video uh, post event, 
but they don't realize all the other stuff that happened prior to kind of get us there. And so, Gino, I mean, this has been really, really cool. One thing I do want to mention, which is an interesting kind of make-wish connection, which we didn't talk about, is you also know one of our former board directors in Glenn and his wife, Lynn. Yeah, I, I liked, you know, I'm a big believer that when you meet someone or when something happens, in this case, make a wish, you know, it's years in the making. And this is a perfect example of I can go back and say this event caused this event and this event caused that event and led me to make a wish away from make a wish, but then back to make a wish. And it was just always, you know, it's almost fortuitous that it was I was supposed to be with you guys and I'm supposed to be here with you guys. And I it's it's exciting, you know, because it's it like you said, it's it's a path, it's a long path that I didn't know I was even on. <laughs> right. And how did you meet Glenn? How how was that connection? And did he ever talk about makers? Did that ever come up during your interactions with each other? No, I, I had we had no clue. Uh you know, I no clue whatsoever. It, it was really we we're at an event and I'm like, Glenn? And he's like, Gino? I'm like what are you doing here? He goes, what am I doing? And what are you doing here? <laughs> and yeah, then yeah. We started chatting. It was just really, it was just so. It's I, a small I, world. We, yes. we talk about that. It's like a one, it's like a, the Kevin Bacon effect. It's like that one degree of separation, you know, between mm-hmm. our, our make a wish and someone, you know, um, whether it's a child that received a wish or, or someone like Glenn, who's on our, who serves on our board or, you know, someone else that you kind of, have known forever and never knew that they volunteered their time would make wish. It's like, it's the type of stuff that happens, right? So mm-hmm. it's really exciting. And that's really those worlds colliding, which is, you know, always fun to see. And, you know, switching gears a little bit, you know, one of the things we like to do on our podcast is our shooting star segment, which is a series of questions where you say the first thing that comes to mind, are there any other wishes that you've either seen granted or heard over the years? And you can't use John Cena um, that, uh, that, that really inspired you, whether it was you, you saw it on TV or you read it in a, in the paper somewhere. Is there any other wish that you have come across that you were just like, wow, that's a pretty cool wish. You know, I am going to have, it's going to be probably, if not your most requested wish, which I would love to know if it is, or whatever knows, it still always goes back to the, I want to go to Disneyland or Disney world wish, uh, those wishes, you know, even, even younger Gino, uh, was always moved by because again it, it falls back into the my mom asked me if I want to go to Disney World and I turned it down <laughs> <laughs> you know and I'm like man that that's their wish you know what do you why are you turning it down right. this is someone's wish and you're turning it down and and uh, again it's it's that realignment of life of 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 focus of like hey you know don't take these moments for granted because this you're taking for moment granted is someone else's wish. Mm-hmm. And that is powerful to think about. So I, w- I would say it goes back to the Disneyland, Disney World wishes. And also those, when you see them, there's like nothing better to watch. And I, I always pause if I catch that one, even if it's happened at this point, probably hundreds of times, thousands of times for you guys. I, I still watch them all. <laughs> yeah, literally hundreds of thousands of times. You know, Disney is our most requested is wish. Okay. Yeah, dude. Like, I mean. Easily 65% of all of our wishes typically on a normal year, you know, are Disney related wishes, Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise, Disney Shopping Sprees. They all fall within that range. It's pretty, pretty wild, Um, which we're excited to now turn the corner in everything that we've been going through over the last couple of years and, you know, start granting those wishes again. So we're we're looking forward to doing that very soon. Um, I'm curious, you know, what as a vendor, I mean, you guys offer this amazing skill, this amazing service. Um, but what advice would you give to other vendors about getting involved with, with Make-A-Wish or volunteering their time in some way or, or just looking to get connected with us? What would you share with them about, you know, about doing that? 
You know, I would tell any vendor, any volunteer, I would tell them that if they have the time and the resources, you know, they should donate their time, volunteer, become a vendor. You know, I have personally seen a few wishes come true, as we talked about, you know, in front of me, and I cannot put into words the feeling that you feel just being an outsider of that experience. And it's a feeling like no other on this planet. You're humbled and, and grateful all at once. So if you have the opportunity to work with Make-A-Wish in any capacity, take it, do not turn it down, turn down whatever else you have to do and do it. Because it's, again, it's, it, again, that one event, you know, whether it's Walk for Wishes, whether it's being live at an actual wish granting event, it, it changes you as a person as well. And it's going to be the most satisfying work that you can do. You know, I've uh, Dave, myself with, you know, Dave and Eric, we, we all said that even if we closed Aviated, we would keep the small portion open to work with Make-A-Wish. So like you, you're stuck with me for life because of that, Abe. So dude, well, <laughs> this is, this is a symbiotic relationship. And, you know, like I said, in the beginning, you know, it's really been a, a, a growing uh, an evolution for both of us on, on both ends. So, you know, we're just so fortunate to have you, you know, as one of our trusted vendors, um, you know, there are not many people that we trust to capture wishes and you guys are one of them. Um, literally, we could count them on one hand, you know, the amount of people that we have work on wishes like this. So, you know, it's definitely a testament to your professionalism, your what you guys are able to provide in, in, in the final product for us that, you know, we look forward to continuing that relationship for many, many years. And, you know, I'm curious. I mean, you talked about your love for WWE. You had the opportunity to go to Disney World as a kid and you turned it down. How could you even do that? It's crazy. Um, yeah. But if you could have a wish, what would it be? And to remind our listeners, and I'll give you a few minutes to think about it. Uh, we have five formal wish categories, which are to go, to meet, to have, to be, and to give. So out, out of those five formal wish categories, what wish would you want to have? All right. So I was ready for this. Okay. I'm going to shoot off a round for each one. I'm oh, okay, so cool. Let's yeah, do it. here we go. All right. So if it was to go, it would be to Alaska. Nice. It's actually a dream trip of mine. Uh, I believe it to be a once in a lifetime trip for where I am in the States. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a place that I can't convince anyone to come with me to because they think it's too cold and they just <laughs> think a vacation is a hot place just to be in the beach. And I'm like, yeah, but don't you want to see a polar bear? Yeah, right. <laughs> so to Alaska is my to go to meet. I mean, you could probably answer it based on what I've told you, but it would be John Cena. He's the man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, amazing role model, even just as a human being. Like I follow him and he's just a great person um, to have. Uh, this is going to be a little selfish of me, but if I could just have something materialistic, it would actually be a motorcycle. <laughs> oh, really nice. Yes. Most people would not anticipate that with me. And here goes the shocker. Boom. You just heard it here. <laughs> I want to have a motorcycle. Um, hopefully my mom doesn't listen to this because she's going to shut that down right away. Real quick. Yep. <laughs> to be, uh, you know, it, again, and this is the, the child in me that got me here. I have to say if I could be, I'd be a WWE superstar for a day. I think that'd be really fun. And for the record, I saw that wish get granted in front of me at the Barclays Center. Oh, very nice. Super cool. Yeah. Uh uh Yeah. And John Cena, you know, again, for those that are listening, John Cena, you know, is a WWE superstar and he's just phenomenal. I mean, he's in movies. He's just extremely popular. And, you know, he's just one of those wish granters for us on a celebrity level has granted the most wishes in just that short period. Of time. It used to be Hulk Hogan back in the day. I mean, you're a yeah. WWE fan. So mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan used to be that top, you know, wish granted for us. Then it went to like Justin Bieber and, and Taylor Swift. And, you know, they really? were up Wait, there. Justin Bieber and Taylor Swift? Yeah, they were up there. They were like battling it as far as like amount of wishes that they were granting with, you know, during a, you know, a period of time, you know, at this point, maybe 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, 
you know, John Cena has surpassed them and he's, he's our number one wish grinder throughout all of Make-A-Wish America, which is pretty, pretty amazing. Um, so shout out to John Cena and WWE for their continued support based out right out of Connecticut, which is, you know, not too far from us, which is real nice. And lastly, I have one last question for you, Gino. In one word, how would you describe Make-A-Wish? Uh, you know what? I would say profound. You know, it, it penetrates someone's soul. You know, these wishes are not just like, a, I'll keep repeating it over and over again. You know, they're not just, hey, I want this. You know, there are moments that, you know, wish kids will never forget and their experiences that observers like myself are deeply touched, deeply touched by and moved by. Um, you know, it's profound. It's life changing. I'm sure you've heard that. So I'll go profound, but profound is my word. There you go. And thank you so much to Gino and Aviated Precision for joining us today. And it was meant for our paths to cross. We're so excited to continue and, and in our relationship and have it continue to grow over many, many years. And, and we can't thank you guys enough for capturing wishes and, and to hear that it's transformed your life along the way is something that really speaks to the power of a wish. And we're just so thankful to have you guys um, associated with us as, a, as one of our trusted vendors. So Gino and through Aviated Precision, we thank all of you guys, your entire team. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you guys so much. Like I said to you, and I, you know, it's, you guys have touched us, moved us, and changed us as people working with you. Um, and that's just also on a personal level. So I'm so grateful to, to be a part of this journey with you guys. and hope we continue on for many years. And thank you for having me on this podcast. I'm excited to help get the word out as much as I can, because if whoever is listening, you know, give your time, give your effort, give your resources as much as you can, because these moments matter. And Make-A-Wish makes those moments matter even more. So thank you. To our listeners, remember, you can always refer to our show notes for additional information about the topics we discussed today. We invite you to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcast to help us reach as many people as possible about our wonderful mission. Special thanks to the executive producers of the Wish House podcast, Jillian Rodriguez and Sydney Wolf. Shout out to Wish alum Brian Chin for providing our podcast theme music. And finally, from all of us at the Wish House, stay safe and healthy.